The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. To another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And well, it's been a couple months since we've had someone from the Pop Insider or Toy Insider uh, or the Toy Book on the show. Um, this time we have someone new uh, before I get to her name. Uh, here's some little info about her. Uh, she is the event coordinator for Sweet Sweet and Holiday of Play. Uh, has been since 2013. Uh, for those who don't know, Sweet Sweet is a, um, it's almost like a toy fair, but put on by Adventure Media, uh, which is the Pop Insider Toy Insider and Toy Box. Um, she has been a Toy Insider parent since 2012, and we'll have to ask her what that's all about. Uh, she is a contributing editor and TV segment contributor for the Toy Insider, has been since 2018. Um, since it's audio only, we get to see she's set up for a TV segment for tomorrow as we're recording, so it's already aired by the time this comes out, but we, we get to see a little bit of what she's going to tease. Um, she is a blogger over at Charlene Chronicles and Metro West Mamas. Uh, she was a five time finalist for the Disney Moms panel, which is a big deal. Um, my wife wanted to do that, but found out she was disqualified because oh, I work there. Mm. <laughs> So she couldn't. Um, she was a lawyer at one time writing laws, which is cool. Now she's writing about toys and play. We may have to find out a little bit, too, about legal aspect of toys and how that comes about with her experience. Um, she doesn't fit in with this show at all because she's a Star Wars fan. Wait, she does because she is a Star Wars fan. She's Disney obsessed. Uh, she has two kids, four dogs, one husband. Um, so basically she has seven kids. If we do that math. Uh, so welcome to the show, Charlene. How's everyone Thank doing? Thank you. Good. So Excited to be here. I, I, I'm glad when I contacted Allie about getting people on, she said, well, got Charlene coming on. I said, ooh, fresh meat. I mean, new victim. Uh, yay. <laughs> You weren't offended by it. Nope. nope. And I was like, ooh, yay. I got to like, you know, talk about Star Wars and Disney with people who actually want to listen to me. <laughs> so it's good. 
So I, I'm, before we get into the good stuff, I'm, I'm going to ask, when, when Allie puts out the, the email, hey, our partners over at the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective want people for the show, is it a first come, first serve type? Who wants to volunteer this time or is it, or does she assign it? Usually just to see who's interested first, okay. you know? So yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, all of us are so sometimes. <laughs> but you actually chose to be here. Yes, we did. I know. I don't know what that says, but. So this must mean you guys when are you, listening when you... to the shows. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's awesome. When when you said when you said assign it, it made me think of, of like, all right, you have to be on the show this week. And I don't want to be on the show this week. <laughs> all right. If You're like, I do must. I get extra credit? <laughs> do I get extra credit for this? <laughs> yeah. Ask Allie for hazard day. <laughs> yeah i'll put that on my back pocket it depends and maybe when you know after an hour yeah that might be a conversation <laughs> no it'd be great so um it's been a crazy year um i try to remember it has okay oh i hardly Let, noticed well, yeah all right ken you're the one who work was never affected mm. <laughs> and the so. podcast schedules haven't changed i mean they're really not, sure. not what's been going on true <laughs> it's this virus that shall remain named um so what's been new recently um say in the last two three months when it comes to star wars in the toy and collectible world yeah so for all the manufacturers for example the i think the biggest thing they would say right now is the supply chain right so everything e- even before the virus that shall not be named <laughs> sort of impacted our day- everyday lives here. It had already done so elsewhere in the world during a time where, you know, they're getting ready to start producing, right? So all the designs and so on and so forth. So that all stopped even before we sort of stopped here. So then when that started picking up, everything stopped here. So there are a lot of um, challenges to make and then ship and then get it out to consumers, especially in time of the holidays, let alone, as you know, in the toy industry, they're actually already thinking about next year, the next holiday season, 2021 Christmas season. Um, so everything from with all these like different like events and, and fairs and cons and all these things sort of shutting down. Um, some of them are postponing, some are trying to go virtual, what have you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of like licensing and buying, you know, with the big retailers, so on and so forth. So I think a little bit of a TBD, but yeah, I think it's making sure that people who want it can get it. And I think that's the biggest challenge right now. Okay. Um, there's been quite a bit of different announcements and we talked about it off and on, uh, here and over on, and Derek and I over on on Weeby Geeks. Uh, Hasbro has still really been making news with their either fan first Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays, Mm -hmm. uh, with Star Wars stuff. Um, (laughs) just as a, can, can you give us a recap and what, and what's happened? Um, that then we could go in and, and break down. Yeah. So, you know, everybody is, I mean, Hasbro has always been a leader, um, obviously in that category, 
right? So that licensing category. Um, there's always been a few in the past, like Lego, for example, with all their different related sets. Um, Playmobil is another one that's really sort of, I feel like up and coming in terms of really cool collectible stuff, like their Scooby-Doo set and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the fact that they're all still trying to get out content, get out information, get out news when there are, you know, they're shut down, they're all working remotely. Uh, there's obviously, you know, in a variety of injuries that I can't speak to Hazard in particular, but, uh, you know, job losses and so on and so forth. Um, so we sort of see people not there, not at Hasbro in particular, but some of the other toy clients that we know. Um, it's a challenge to sometimes get information even on our side um, in a timely manner as well as I know for them to produce it as well. Go ahead. Do you, do you think, um, so do you think I've been wondering, do you think everything that we've, that they've, that has had to change because of the virus now, do you think anything will be permanent changes? Oh gosh, I hope, I hope not. I mean, I think some, I mean, for like, for us in the toy industry, I think in some ways, we're embracing digital a little bit more um, than in the past. Right. So in some ways, depending on who you ask, but I'm in the camp that I think it's for the better in some instances, um, mm. doing more virtual things than always have to do, be like in person or have, you know, content that has to be there. Um, so yes, I think it's good. Um, but I think the messaging, at least I'm hearing, is that everything is temporary. And that soon as mm. everyone will get back in and start, you know, back to normal, new normal, whatever they're calling it now. Um, but <laughs> I do have, I do hope that some of the lessons learned um, does stick through and travel through. So some of the virtual stuff, some of the digital stuff, I like to be able to sort of see um, become more permanent going forward. Right. Now with Hasbro, what, what's been some of the new products announced? Because uh, we know some of it is what was supposed to be con exclusives that they've decided, well, we've got all this back stock. Let's just put it out on, on Hasbro Plus. Yeah, you know, it's actually it's kind of interesting because to kind of circle around and then answer um, is this whole idea of, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys, did you ever go, I went to HasCon. Do you remember like HasCon a couple of years ago, they actually did in Providence, oh, Rhode yeah. Island or somewhere, right? Yeah, um, I remember that. Which was actually awesome. Um, I took my two kids and it was just great, even if you weren't necessarily like a collector of things, but just seeing like all the new products they were having coming out and getting some great, you know, exclusive, you know, merchandise and the like. Um, but that being said, it was only one time. So even, even forgetting, I mean, they stopped, they didn't even do it. They could have done it like the past year or two and they didn't. Um, because I think they, as well as many others started sort of thinking that, um, well, first off, those are really hard to put on <laughs> being an event person myself. They're not, they're not easy and not cheap. Um, mm -hmm. but that being said, I think a lot of them are trying to similar to like Disney plus and all these like, you know, uh, movie streaming services, they're trying to, um, keep it more in-house and be able to have more control over when they start like throwing out little tidbits here and there. Right. So everything was always like PR press before or at the cons or so on and so forth. And it was part of it. Now they're really, I'm seeing a lot of the bigger companies like taking it more in-house and doing more um, of their own mm. exclusives or own their little tidbits and so on and so forth. So with their like, um, 
I feel like everyone's throwing a plus on something right now, right? So <laughs> add a plus to it and you'll be all set um, and be be trendy. But um, but yeah, I mean, we can talk a little bit more about it, but I think with that, it's a opportunity for them to really take back and make it part of their own brand, which was before it was like, it was their products, but shown somewhere else or taken by somebody else. Or, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't right. something that they had control over. So I think that's something that um, is interesting to see and see how that plays out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think where we saw that, um, the biggest thing I've seen for that specifically is um, this past weekend with DC Comics with their fandom. Yeah. And uh, did, yeah. you get, did you get a chance to see that at all or hear anything about that? I didn't, it was, no. Uh, um, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, a live, uh, basically on-demand DC Comics convention. There was like over 100 hours worth of content that they put up. And it was only available for the two days, 48 hours. And, um, and then after that, it's gone. Man, that, yeah. was the se- that was the second weekend that they did that, too. Yeah. Well, they had done it at the end of August. Yeah. It's a straight eight-hour block of basically streaming straight through. And that was what would have been like a Comic-Con Hall H panel. So it was all mm. your movies. It was your a big um, A-list video games, uh, one or two of the TV shows, things like that, with little bumpers in between. But that was a straight eight-hour live stream that they ran for 48 hours. And then um, – or no, that was an eight hours. I think they did 12 hours on that one. And then this one that they came back last weekend was – a straight um, 48 hour, two day, um, just on demand. They had like six or seven different sections on the website, and each one had like a block of videos you could uh, actually watch. And then once yeah. it was over, it's gone. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's, some of that would still be up, but <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess that's the one thing is that I can't figure out what the goal is for not keeping it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really, I can never quite figure it out. Is it just because, right, again, it's yeah. a control issue? That way it's not, you know, grabbed and like thrown on. I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that other than just it's that probably, frenzy. Uh, yeah, frenzy. I would say it's Warner Brothers. It's probably all about control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and a short period of time. So I'm sure they had, you could buy merchandise, right? Probably. Yeah. And yeah. actually the store is still running on the DC Comics website. They have the FanDome store. So that's interesting. They still have that up. Yeah. You know, you would sort of think that, hey, you have, you know, I mean, maybe you could do, but like three days to get some exclusive content and merch too. So you think it would go hand yeah. in hand, but. Well, speaking speaking of exclusive merch, uh, Star Read Pop put up the Star Wars Celebration store from this yes. year. Um, I think we talked about it, what, last week or two weeks ago? I know it wasn't last week because we had Mirna on. Uh, was it two weeks ago we talked about it? I think so, yeah. How, Probably. <laughs> how much of a disappointment um, as someone in the toy and exclusive um, or collectible news media and even being an event coordinator yourself, how disappointing was it to see what was being offered in the in the store? Well, the prices were crazy in yeah. many instances. <laughs> so, you know, which I could go into my whole thing about Disney and pricing um, issues, uh, or I should say family friendly in, in many ways, because I think in some ways, mm-hmm. when you think collectible, I think in sometimes when someone just says, like, if you just want to walk down, you, down the street and say, okay, what does it mean to sort of be a fan and, you know, really interested in, in collectibles, most people would sort of think of a certain age group, certain, you know, demographic, if you will. And I think it's something that could really, with some of these groups, um, could do a little bit more in making it a little bit more family friendly 
And to really sort of, if you're a fan yourself and sort of now you're sort of training your new Padawans that are coming up, um, having that opportunity to kind of go in and let them start collecting themselves. But if it's like, you know, $40 for a pin and like they have their little allowance. I mean, that's what I loved when growing up myself. Like I had my little allowance and I was like able to go. And I feel like it's really in many ways, really closing out a lot of groups, a lot of opportunities, right? A lot of potential fans that could grow. I mean, I just really feel like they're missing, especially since it's virtual, right? There's absolutely no reason. If you're having an in-person event, okay, you have space considerations. You got a lot of, you got a lot of considerations and making things really like tight. And I don't mean just exclusive, but I mean like what you're showing, what you're, who you're allowing in and all that kind of stuff. Well, when you're going virtual, this is a great time to get new fans, new followers, new interests, whatever. And I feel like some of these folks are not necessarily capitalizing on the virtual realm that they could really, and the the celebration one is, I feel like one of those. Well, celebration didn't even go virtual with the show. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. All I did was, was the store. Yeah. And I mean, I would have loved to have gotten the the car visor because my Kia Soul, I have kind of been decking out slowly into a little Star Wars themed car, which the latest edition was the Hyperdrive 0.5 decal or stick on that looks like it, it's part of the car that, that it's a hyperdrive model um mm-hmm. that finally went on the car a couple of weeks ago that's the latest edition um but i mean i have the normal millennium falcon from a new hope sun visor i would love to have gotten a new one for empire and, and support it for a while and, and and maybe alternate between the two i i paid 20 bucks for for the one i have now which a little high but i paid 14 for the one that my wife has i would love to have gotten it but i'm not paying 40 bucks for something that i could go get a replacement of the one that i have for 20 and plus too i feel like there's a lot of you know like etsy right so there if you go to etsy and you just put in star wars or something like that or any sort of you know fandom that you have there's yep. some really awesome stuff yeah. and so you're almost yeah. getting to the point of like well why do i have i mean yeah there's some exclusive but you're sort of like, I can get great things that are really unique and fun and from Etsy. So it's almost like, what do you, it's one thing when like way back in the day, like there was, you know, the one toy store you went to and that was it. And you kind of, that's where you're stuck with. Now consumers are not stuck with that anymore. Right. So for taking that approach to it, when there's so many other venues and realms and avenues to get some really cool stuff is kind of like, where do you... Exactly. What are you thinking exactly? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I guess sticking with the convention stuff. Go ahead, Derek. No, I was just going to agree. Okay. Sticking with the convention stuff. Um, the Bespin Duel set from Lego was supposed to be a celebration exclusive. And then that turned into essentially a website disaster for them. I mean, it sold mm-hmm. well. But I've been hearing a lot of complaints about the ordering process for it and getting it. Uh, Are you able to go into more detail on what happened with it? So I don't know about that one in particular, but I can probably just say in general, it's an industry-wide problem. And right now with, because even the samples that we need at the Toy Insider for like TV segments or whatever, the supply chain, like I mentioned earlier, is really off right now. So it is, you know, I guess I'll give them a benefit of the doubt sort of just in general that this is a very strange time and it's hard. I mean, 
mail is even being delivered late and there's like everything over the news, like for people's prescription. I mean, there's just a lot going on. So I sort of take a step back and go, it's kind of the world right now versus maybe like six months ago, well, I shouldn't say, you know, 12 months ago now before all this sort of happened, it'd be like, okay, what, what just happened? Like what kind of, I would be immediately going, did you underestimate? Did you not have the right developer in the background? So everything, whatever it is, like, can I look at what happened and why it went wrong? But here I sort of, you have to kind of look at it in more of a global sense and go, well, you know, it's, it's hard for the industry as a whole right now. Do you, Okay, so would you think because of the world scenario going happening, uh, that's what led to like even today as we're recording, uh, the Moss Eisley MOS set went on sale to VIPs, and if you pre-ordered or ordered it online, or supposedly if you got it in, at a Lego shop, you got the life-size one-for-one um, Yoda lightsaber hilt, and there was a lot. I guess they undersold, undermade the the hilt. Uh, do you think that was a case of they just weren't expecting how popular this kit was going to be, even at the price point they had? Or do you think that was they just didn't be, because, well, of the, again, because, because of the virus, yeah. it's caused a shortage I mean, for them? Yeah, I mean, because I mean... I would sort of say that might be a new thing to throw into the mix. Cause I mean, obviously um, companies have had similar issues in the past. Like, you know, you can always look back and sort of see different points in times where somebody didn't have enough of something and in a variety of different industries, but Again, going back to manufacturing plants, I mean, I don't know where they, I can't sort of say exactly where they make all their pieces and parts and boxes and so on and so forth, but let's just presume that's where everyone else does mostly. Um, And that's sort of in the China realm. Then, yeah, I mean, everything was shut down. Even before things shut down here, everything was shut down there. There was no manufacturing happening. So there's a possibility that once things started, you know, ramping up there, Okay, there, maybe it was, two, I don't know, but like two or three months behind. So maybe normally you would have produced a million quantities in a six-month period. Well, if the plants were shut down for three months, even if you decide to like, which some did, to now start working, you know, 15 hours a day versus 12 hours a day, they still just might not have been able to produce as much just because, you know, they still had to then right. stop, you know, pack, ship, shipping's delayed, you know, customs, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. So don't know for sure, but I would sort of say I wouldn't be surprised if because of what happened with manufacturing, it you know did impact the quantity they were able to produce in the time they needed to produce it. Okay. My two cents. Uh, before this turns into me just asking questions like crazy, again, uh, <laughs> Derek, I'm going to give <laughs> you guys a chance because my next question is probably going to stir a major pot. So <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that lawyer in me is very excited. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you do you think from your expert opinion, do you think it's going to take a long time to recover for the in- industry to recover from this? Or do you think they might be able to recover kind of quickly? Or will I mean- it will it very. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so this is obviously, you know, my personal opinion on the subject uh, versus, you know, obviously a official stance or whatever have you. But um, right. the, the the fact of the mat, see, that was a little lawyer, little side <laughs> 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 put in there. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, since the toy industry is so reliant on manufacturing, distribution, license, there's so many components to that. 
um, that makes it a unique business, I think any one of those pieces could cause significant delays. And the fact that we all know that all of those things are being impacted right now, I think it's going to be, and we don't know mm-hmm. the end in sight at the moment. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the fact that um, all of these, like the, you know, the, the licensing shows and, you know, toy fair in New York and the, uh, you know, I, I think it'll depend on what's happening in Europe, to be honest with you. Um, if they're able to have mm, their right. biggest ones, if, if those are able to happen, then maybe that's a little bit more of a positive sign because deals are getting done and license, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but if those are not going to happen either, I would be now even more worried, um, mm. that we're going to see akin to a lot of restaurants, um, at least up here in the Northeast, I mean, there's only so long that you can be shut down or impacting, you know, yes, okay, now you can do the outdoor dining, but it's only for a period of time and then everything else. I mean, so I think they're going to be a similar scenario for them. And I hope not um, in terms of all those pieces coming back together and working smoothly throughout the entire chain or the entire process to get a toy from manufacturing, let alone development, but like manufacturing to Mm. on a toy shelf. So, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, (laughs) sadly, but, you know, we can just obviously hope for the best and, you know, continue to support the industry. But yeah. Now, uh, this summer we have actually seen, um, because we know Hollywood and the theater shut down, but marketing doesn't stop. So all your marketing for the major Hollywood blockbusters already happened, and none of them have hit the theaters yet. Um, are we going to actually – how much of that you think is actually going to end up – this is outside of Star Wars, but how much of that is going to end up in your second and third run stores, like in Ollie's or Five Below or something come Christmas time? And it's going to be the greatest Christmas in the world for some of these, like, marked way down toys. <laughs> is it, do you think we're going to actually see something like that coming this Christmas? It'll be – for collectors, that's uh, seeing the bright silver lining to the, what we've had for the year, but what's the chances of us actually getting that, something like that? Well, I mean, there's, I guess, a, a couple of things. I mean, the, the the advertising, the marketing dollars, the thing is you have to sort of realize is that it seems like it's hitting like minions, right? So um, that was a movie that was supposed to come out. And then just remember, they were, was all over Target um, in particular. But the movie is now, of course, delayed like many of the other ones. So it was like, I'm more concerned that then the movie comes out a year from now and the merchandise is gone. So if someone's a fan and now finally goes to see the movie and some kid, you know, the the parenting nightmare, you take them to the movie and they're like, I love this character. And you're like, it's not in stores anymore. It was last year. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to be interested in. They can't forecast that that one on Target you know, this week was something that your kid's going to want a year from now, and it's just not going to be there. So I'm very concerned about that, let alone, like, to your point, um, seeing these things in, like, the discount bins. Mm -hmm. I'm actually more wary that's just not going to be there because of the the schedule's off. Another prime example, um, which this would fit over on Mighty Marvel Geeks, but Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All that dumped. In May, like it was supposed to, now Widow's been pushed back yet again. I think they're talking, what, November now? November, December before it releases? Yeah. And there's, like, no, no merch at all. Yeah. In the stores because it's it's all gone. And like you were saying, the thing is, these stores like Walmart and Target, the way their deal works is if they don't sell it, it goes back. They don't sit, they won't let it sit in a warehouse until the movie comes out. Because for right. them, hey, if it's not right. making a they don't want to have it. Yeah, because yeah, it costs money in the warehouse, so it's all about you know 
moving and, and you know, uh, and then waiting for the next thing to come in that might be, you know, on schedule. Yeah. And then I think also, too, um, which maybe will be good for collectors in particular, but then there's also so that middle ground where they, again, going back to what we were just talking about with um, uh, like the Star Wars stores and all these is that there's only going to be a limited number. So I think it's really going to be interesting to see people capitalizing first off the whole supply and demand thing, right? So prices are going to shoot up because they only have so many. So they're going to think price higher to people are like, oh, same thing. Oh, I don't want to say that 40 bucks. Well, great, because we only have a hundred. So we really don't want people, we don't, if it was too uh. cheap, then people would be buying it. So you got that supply and demand piece. Um, so you have that because there's just not enough. So they're raising the prices or they don't do that. And now it's like a frenzy and you're going to see on eBay for, you know, um, so it's going to be a challenging. Um, it could be a good opportunity, but it's also I always put my parenting hat back on because um, I'm also like we mentioned before, a toy insider parent. And I'm just con concerned that it's going to be really hard between not finding anything and finding things that have already we started seeing right in the past during the holiday season where everything shoots up in price on on these like websites um, that it's just going to be even more rampant and even more challenging, a parent challenge I in addition to a collector challenge. The, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the essentially the holding hostage with price because that's going to bring, bring up my stirring the pot target and the whole galaxy's edge launch that they did oh, with yeah. partnership with, um, with Disney with the park. Is this a scenario where Hasbro purposely limited the numbers on the production runs for like the Black Series figures or this first launch that knowing that it's going to be most likely sold out that first day and there's going to be nothing else for this? Or is this something that Hasbro just was caught off guard by and just didn't make have plans to make enough? So in that scenario, think about it. Think about how much chatter that results in when it's leading up to it, where people sort of, when they purposely go, there's only, so, you know, whether they take that strategy, there's only so, so much, or this is only exclusive. You can only get, right, tons of chatter. It really builds up the brand, the, the line, the whole thing, right? Free marketing. I mean, they don't have to do anything. They just have to do that. And it's like, it's everywhere on every board. People are chatting about it, right? And then it happens. And let's just say, let's just stop for a moment and say they didn't take that approach initially, but they still reap the benefits of the free marketing because now everyone is, yeah, they're all complaining that they didn't get it or maybe someone did. And it's, but again, free marketing, people are chatting about it. And what does that do? It leads into their next one and people get excited about that and they're all chatting. So it's I think in some companies, some brands, maybe some particular lines, because even in big companies, there's different marketing people who have different techniques, depending on, you know, what they're working on. I would not be surprised that that was a purposeful approach. I'm not saying that they did do that, yeah. obviously, but just pulling my economics background to play, I would not be surprised if that wasn't got, personally done. They got one of their marketing people that's um, following the tenets of P.T. Barnum. I don't care what that's they say it. about me in the papers as long as they spell my name right. Well, I know exactly. I know. with um, the Mountain Trooper, Captain Cardinal, and uh, there's one other. Hondo's impossible to find. 
Yeah, I I know the Mountain Trooper, which is sold as part of a four-pack at the parks. Uh, I know this. I can verify this, having because working there and having just been there for my 50th birthday. Um, and Hondo is sold in a four-pack at the parks. But I know the Mountain Trooper, which is part of the four-pack, is which was sold separate for the Target deal, is being sold mm-hmm. as an individual Black Series in the park. It, He's been seen at Tattooing Trader. So is Captain Cardinal. I don't remember if... Uh, I know DJ Rex is not there. I know Hondo's not there at the moment. Um, but I thought there was a third one that was released that is there. Maybe it's just those two, and I saw Cardinal flanked by two mountain troopers. Uh, so I know slowly that's coming into the parks as well, because Disney, of course, is going to get the stuff that Target has. But I only saw of like the three-and-a-half-inch line... Of the droids, only saw three, and we didn't have, and unfortunately, I didn't have the money to get them at that time, or I would have picked all three of them up. You know what, you right. So, there's a couple of points there. So, do you remember it's the cars, right? The cars brand. Um, yeah. Cars, cars. Yeah. I mean, that was probably, at least in my, uh, recent memory was probably the first uh introduction to that wasn't like disney park specific merchandise like for you know a disney princess or disney you know 50th pin or 30 it was sort of like here's this blockbuster movie and they're coming out with the cars and i cannot remember but i think it was again some of them were exclusively sold only in the park you could only find them in the park some of them later on were only on Target. I mean, there was a lot of like exclusives and they right. were hard to find and you would be running around the different parks and like combing through. So, I mean, it's not without precedent, right? So it's sort of done, been done before. Um, but where I see an interesting trend over the past, maybe you could argue a decade, but definitely in the past, you know, three or four years is to your point, the packaging, right? So a lot of times what it is, is like, it's, it's exclusive four pack with these particular ones in the four pack. Right. Right. Um, but sometimes then you can go to target it themselves and they have a two pack, but it's like a different order. So sometimes what do you have to do? You, you have to go get the one that's at Disney because that has this one, cause that's the one character that's in there. And then you got to run over right. to like, you know, target. And cause now this, that's the one, but now you have two. And so I think a lot of times they do a lot of different play on packaging. And I think a lot of times they start off with like special four packs and then maybe the next run is going to be exclusive two packs or it'll be another. So I think a lot of times it's, you're going to see the characters again, but just in a different like packaging reconfiguration. So I think that is a play that I've sort of seen um, that becomes really interesting. And then I also think too, and I've seen is um, we'll call it the, like the black label of products. And this goes for a lot of different lines, but like black label and that's exclusive, but they'll still sell the same, we'll call it characters, we'll call it the gold label, right? So it's the same characters, but maybe they're wearing a different outfit, right? Or um, maybe their articulation is only, you know, 10 versus 20. And those will be sold at the next run, or maybe those can be found at Target, but only... The... So people can still get their hands on, like, the character that they're looking for. So I'm sort of, you know, there's obviously the collectors, but then there's like the parents and just want the character, then they can at least go. So it'll be interesting to see um, in this particular instance, you know, 
how it plays out, but I do see that as an industry, how they start playing, playing the collectors, playing the consumers yeah, a little bit. It, it is the industry with like the the Galaxy's Edge launch at Target uh, hasn't been looked into on how much of everything being sold out literally when you know online when things when when everything went live online at two in the morning um for and people and supposedly target had all that set where you could not set it to pick up you know for it for at store pickup and then of course you know with stores opening at eight in the morning everyone storming back there how how much of it has it been looked into how much of it is actual collectors going back and then picking picking up extras to try and score the quick buck like at a convention or how much of it is literally uh, i guess the word to use is scalpers going in to try and take advantage of the collector or the fan or how much is it the employees who are unboxing them yeah, yeah we too. yeah i've seen a lot of that too yeah. where employees are, are getting it and stashing a bunch away to purchase on their break yeah, yes i, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes yeah, yeah. I, I was saying we were talking about that a couple weeks ago remember because um was it you mike or someone else that was on the show that was saying they actually looked at or i may have saw it somewhere else but they actually looked up online and it said whatever it was they were looking for the star wars figure was at that target they go in and it's actually on their phone it still says it's at that t- but they can't find it anywhere in the store so what's that the was, chances that that, that was me yeah. that was me in the back they played for it yet <laughs> that was me. so so it's you know and it'll be interesting to see if this continues um you know if if the big box stores change their policies you know so sort of a one one per employee or you can't buy anything before i don't know it'll be interesting to see um, if it's a true, if the policy is going to place, then obviously validates what has been occurring. Yeah. Um, but to your to your point about um, years ago up in Boston, there was a place like a department store called um, Filings and they yep. had a Filings basement. And it was one of those things yep. where it was like, right. So what people would do is they would go in there and like, let's just say it was a pair of shoes, right? Like some really great designer. <laughs> they would hide it somewhere else in the store or, or if they were size nine, they, it would be in the size twos, right? So that way you couldn't find it. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the store, but it's like over in produce, you know what I mean? Like behind a can of <laughs> yeah. beans or something, right. just because then someone wants to come back later to get it. Maybe it could have been a, a regular customer but they didn't have money but they want it and they just need a day or something like that or uh, so i wonder how much that's going on too that's yeah. actually that one if i remember right um what was it christmas last year was that when um one of the 40th anniversary sets came out did they debut the empire 40th at christmas last year no there was something this past christmas that debuted that was an exclusive at target some huge one that it was actually stocked in the men's clothing section <laughs> it was all star wars merch oh I, yeah, I remember I what, what you're that talking was. About. It was this past Christmas, though. And it was weird because everyone went to the toy section or the collectible section looking for it, and nobody could find it. But that's because it had its own little section, like in the back of the men's clothing section. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that because I was one of those suckers that went looking. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the people working there, unless they work that department, don't know that that's where it's at. Even if- well, even question, you're not gonna find it. <laughs> even those who did work that department still didn't know that's where it was at. Well, yeah, because I ran into that. Peter doesn't tell them where it's at. They don't know where it's at. But I wonder how much was it Target deciding, or was it from the brand that said, "Hey, we want to market it this way." 
Yeah. For whatever reason, oh, you know. I don't know. Right. So kind of, I always want to pick their brains and be like, so why did you do, was it your idea? Or was it you yeah. know, Target's idea? How does it go? Well, when it comes to the big, big box stores changing their, um, their stance on it, I don't, I don't see that really happening because either way it's sold. And yeah. I'm, su- I'm right. assuming Walmart right. Target yeah. did the money come in. Okay. It was bought, it was bought and paid for. They don't care who got it. Well, I mean, true. I, I would agree from the economic standpoint. But if you have enough over time, enough consumers, like, because you have to think about it. When you go to Target, you might be going in to get getting these things, but then you're also there that might be getting other stuff, right? So yeah. now you're not going, you're pissed, you know, like whatever. You, so they don't want in general, yeah, it's being sold, but like long-term, it's not going to do, I think, their yeah. bottom line any good. So they might have to sort of think about it and go, well, you know, we probably need to find a middle ground here and make, you know, the average consumer happy because they do come in and buy other stuff or now they don't want to come because they're so annoyed with us and they're going somewhere else. So who knows? Uh, I will say we, what do we pick up? Uh, first store we went to... Um, they had almost nothing, and but they were, they used to be a super target that was reduced back down to a regular target, even though they're bigger than the super target. That thing didn't make sense what they did. Yeah, we got those here. Um, and come find out regular target target is all lowercase letters, super target. They're all capital letters. Learn that lesson too. Um, but we went over to okay. the super target and, you know, we ended up picking up a, a few things, um, but not any of the stuff we were truly looking for. But it made me question, okay, how much of this is scalpers? Because we saw this older couple, and when I mean older, I'm talking late or early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, picking up stuff and stashing it. And I don't think they were getting it for grandkids or anyone else. Not with the way they were trying to be, the way they were talking with each other. Well, do you think we're going to get a lot for this? Do you think we're going to get a lot? I'm like, okay, <laughs> people are, everyone's jumping in on, on the scalping. Um, the, the one sign is when you see somebody holding up a phone and looking at a barcode sometimes too. It's like the, the big red sign that you're like, okay, you're just not, your kid didn't ask that for Christmas. You're, you know, <laughs> trying that, to figure out something. That's when I want to go over and just, I'm not this person. But I, sometimes I want to be go over and just snatch it going, you don't deserve this <laughs> and, and, and go quickly to the front and, and purchase. Yeah. Do you believe, you know, yeah, you're only but, allowed to uh, buy if you believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't you don't actually know for sure. So you yeah. can't really. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. Because as soon as I turn away, I'm going to get a purse up upside the back of the head. And chances <laughs> are there's going to be a brick in it. Worse. Mm. Bar Beskar. Uh, speaking of Beskar, has everyone seen the trailer, the the official trailer, not the Rick World trailer that Derek and I fell victim to a couple weeks ago? The official uh, trailer for for the Mandalorian season two. You know, I got four other people with that trailer, that fake one. I I got quite a few as well, <laughs> and, the, and the fact that they're still friends with me, I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to have them. One blip on their record, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I loved when someone posted as after being caught with a previous fake one. I was timid until I actually watched the video. Like, yep, mm-hmm. that would been me. 
Um, <laughs> what did everyone think of the trailer for season two? I think they did very good of um, getting you excited without actually showing you anything. <laughs> yeah, learned how to do. That's, yeah, that's their that's their that's their mo. Yeah, and putting a, and you actually by what little you do see though you do get to see a little bit more of the um, child's personality too. Mm. I I love when the uh, the whispering what are those whispering needles? Yes, pop out and, and the child just reaches over, hits the button to close his pod and disappears. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> Um, only complaint I've heard is all the graffiti and where you see the, the few scenes with the graffiti on the walls that said that it's almost, it's too much like dealing with, uh, with rebels and that that was the one downfall they didn't like about rebels was the, the graffiti on the walls with what? rebels stretching maybe it's a stretch yeah, interesting i wouldn't yeah, interesting it definitely <laughs> but it makes it makes me think okay maybe they're going to lethal for for an episode or two well that would actually help um that might help if um the rumors are true that um not just ahsoka but we'll see sabine also supposedly we see sabine in the in the trailer you think by, that's who that was good played by sasha banks that's what that's who that looks like i don't it know is, if that actually is her it is sasha banks she she okay. confirmed it she confirmed Has anyone it. studied the graffiti enough to see if there's any like Easter eggs in there? Uh, I there's supposedly cool. there's supposedly a video on YouTube that says there's 89 Easter eggs in that trailer, and I have you already figured that out. Wow. I have yet to watch it because I'm afraid. But um, there have been some sites. Uh, I want to say yakface.com has shown some images of some new Black Series figures coming out from Hasbro. Are you aware of any of these, Charlie? Oh, no, no not uh doesn't mean there isn't but maybe that's but that's above my pay grade so I'm not sure. the the incinerator <laughs> trooper uh is being shown or it was shown as as one and the armorer is getting a black series figure oh nice which i'm excited for that i would love to get that just because we had emily on the show now if we could get gecko which we had dominic on the show yeah and, and i'm still gonna go get an off-world jawa and say that's molly whether that's her character <laughs> or not yeah <laughs> i need to get two of those because actually she's in town here i saw her a couple weeks like last week so i gotta get two of those so i can get one to her and one for me i'll have her sign mine and then she can have hers <laughs> i have a friend who actually played a jawa on um the first that's season so cool that's so cool so what based on the trailer uh in your best guess what do you think we're gonna get from season two toy wise oh my god yeah <laughs> well first off i uh, hope some better toys you know what i mean some of the products i haven't really been a big fan of um yeah. in their design so i'm kind of hoping maybe they I'd like to see some better iterations uh that being said but yeah i mean that's i mean this is like Huge money maker. I mean, I, I think they were a little slow. I think that was probably a whole discussion that you guys had last, like, you know, a while ago, yeah, where right. it was like, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, now they're now they're obviously onto it. So I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I'm not quite sure in the production. I have to like study the timeline. But I wouldn't be surprised if they took, if they can, some liberties in the storyline to purposely create things that therefore they can make a toy or product out of yeah i don't i don't see why lucasfilm or and or disney with some of these companies like hasbro if there's a new unquote childlike um thing for season two why they can't put a uh non-disclose an nda on the companies and say you could put out a product holder a placeholder saying product to be determined 
but not release it until after that episode that that thing's in. Then go, okay, cool. Here's the announcement. This is now going to be in stores by Christmas. Mike, do you have any concept of how many people are involved from concept to production yes, on to get something out the door, and you want every one of them to keep their mouth shut? Yeah, really. You're talking hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands, of people that have seen this that have to keep their mouth shut. Um, I don't not have going to happen. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> Someone's going to snap snapshot. Yeah. Twitter, Reddit, someone's going to end up with it. That, that's oh, yeah. the first first run, like we said before. I think um, the first wave of Mandalorian merch. Um, honestly, I do I do think Disney wasn't sure how some of it would take off. They weren't right. sure exactly how the reception of the child would be, so they didn't want to have a Jar Jar situation where all, you get all this merch put out there and all of a sudden everybody hates it, and all of a sudden you're stuck. <laughs> True. Yeah. But what? Yeah. So I'm. I you know, as soon as that first episode dropped, the next day they are all the licensees were all over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's well, this this time around. I don't think we're gonna have that problem. I, I think with the Mandalorian, yeah, I, I mean, different. We, we did have Mandalorian merch, but there wasn't. But figure wise, you had what? You had Kara and you had uh, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And then the few Lego sets, there was nothing the child. Oh, you also had IG-11. That's because it didn't exist until the show debuted. Right. But I, I think that's what we're talking here is the the child was so delayed that people, you know, I think di- maybe it was Disney or Lucasfilm just said, okay, yeah, it's going to be a hit. Let's go ahead and start rolling merch. And yeah, and we're going to take the hit because we know it's not going to come out. Whereas if, if they said, if they started it a month or two beforehand to get the ball rolling, to get something out there. Yeah. But one of the, at least one of the rumor sites would have had, Hey, look, this is going to be in the show somewhere. Right. And like we said back then, if um, just the leak of this is going to be in the show could have bombed it because yep. people's gut reaction when they first saw this could have gone the way of, well, what, is, what are they doing with this? We don't need another Yoda. We have a Yoda. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it you would know? have, too. Yeah. That was a very dicey, uh, even having the child in the show. Yep. Let yeah. alone uh, wondering if, because you know, we know Star Wars fans. We are Star Wars fans. You never know what's going to hit and what they're going to totally reject 100%. Alright. Yeah, but I, th- I think the, the difference, though, with this is the child transcended the Star Wars fandom. The yeah. child became a, a yeah, household. Yeah, nobody knew. There, there's, it did. People, there's people well, out there. Cute. It was there. a cute little Yoda. So even if you didn't, maybe most people know Yoda. It's just, right? It's popular culture, right. but mm-hmm. maybe you weren't a Star right. Wars fan, per se, or really, but all of a sudden there's this cute little you know, baby. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> cute, right? So, I mean, I think it could have been, frankly, any little baby cute thing, and I would have been really excited. So yeah, was it more about the show, The Mandalorian? Was it really about, yeah, probably... I think a lot of it was not. It just happened to be so adorable that people yeah. wanted it just mm. because it was adorable. That is definitely backfired before also, though. Remember um, the initial mm-hmm. gut reaction? Now, if the internet existed back in the early 80s when Ewoks yep. came out, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. they could have ended up with that situation on their hands except for with the internet this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Cute and cuddly doesn't always um, get grabbed on right away. Yep. Now, at this point, most people have accepted, okay, Ewoks are awesome. <laughs> They're cool. But but when they first came out, there was a lot of people that really, really disliked Ewoks. Mm-hmm. They don't need teddy bears in Star Wars. Remember that? <laughs> well, I, again, I think it goes back to How I Met Your Mother. Um, Neil Patrick Harris's character, his Ewok theory with the timeline, born after 74, you love the Ewoks. 74 or after, you, you love the Ewoks. Before 74, you hate the Ewoks. <laughs> 
And probably what you were what either nine or ten when the movie came out, depending uh, on that. You, 74, no, that, was, 70, 70, that was 82 or 83. That 83, Empire, or, like, 83. Yes, you'd have been nine, yeah, if nine or ten yeah. nine when Empire or when Jedi came out, which I was. Yeah, so but yeah, getting back to the, the, the child, that's one of those. How many people do you see out there who they go, I, I am not a Star Wars fan, I know nothing about Star Wars, but yet they they have on their car, on their person, something that's the child. Mm-hmm. It, it has transcended the franchise into it's that character is in, I would say, probably a good 65 to 75% of the households in this country. There is something of the child out there. Is yeah. it? Is it? Yeah. I, think I, really I would think so, yeah. And I think it's going to grow based on some stuff that might be coming out for the holidays, too, that we haven't seen yet. Uh, yeah, I um, I think the only way they could have actually had merch rolling already is if they branded everything on it and they just didn't put it into packaging at all. But so everybody just thought it was Yoda. <laughs> they could have. Done if you just done it that it was a stylized Yoda, and then after the show comes out, then you put the then you show everybody the boxes that no, this was actually the child. They could have got away with that, but then again, it's also you, you don't know the reactions. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And I mean, then I don't think it's going to be the same. This time around. No, like I said, this time around, they know what they have. <laughs> they know exactly what right. they have. I, I mean, as soon well, as they do, work, but, but is it going to transcend? But is it going to transcend beyond the fans, though? So kind of what we're talking about is that Baby Yoda, it, it became... It, it brought light to the show, which I think a lot of people would have been, you know, what? What show are you talking about, right? So now it's like, oh, it's part of this new menu. Oh, okay, right? So it actually was some, like, great reverse advertising. And then everyone, like Mike said, has this baby Yoda. I sort of wonder, yeah, they know what they have, but are they going to be able to create or add something new to it without obviously, you know, sticking to, to the franchise a little bit? But are they going to are they really going to have a big hit? from toys as they did with this. I'm not, I'm not sure because it was so specifically related to the fact that I think it was cute just to mm-hmm. put one word on it versus, yeah, you're right. still going to have the fans and the collectors and who are excited about the whole thing, but I don't know how much it's going to, it'll be interesting to see if they can come up with something else as the series rolls out that will transcend beyond sort of the core fan base. It was we. Uh, I'd be willing when we talked Toy Fair. We had what Madeline on the show, yes, because she showed us her Build a Bear Baby Yoda. Oh yeah. Um, and we said then, and I wonder if this would be what would take Baby Yoda to the next level. The pod, if they start making the pod accessory for everything that's already out there. Mm, I don't know. That, that, the other thing that is- would rejuvenate sales, but sales are still happening. I think it would take more than just the pod. And I think the other thing is, is there there are people now that are that have moved on. They're done. They've had you know. Okay, the baby was. I moved on. You know, let's get something else. See the interesting thing since Baby Yoda came so late, a lot of people still are looking for Baby Yoda stuff because a lot yeah. of it you yeah. can't get a hold of. It's because of what we've been talking mm. about with the supply problems and everything else. The the they're getting limited. I mean, there's a lot of certain things, but there's a lot of the other stuff that is not available yeah. at all. Well, yeah. And then with the two coming out, so now you're going to get it, it, the timing is actually brilliant because exactly your point is that they have supply problem. People who, who are looking for it so they can have it as a collectible, but then you have two coming out. So now people are maybe who didn't see it before now are going to pay attention to it. Now going to want it themselves. who didn't want it before. 
So yeah, it'll be interesting to see it on that. We can actually have a Mandalorian Christmas this year, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> well, see, that's what they really need to do. There's no other marketing, so that's the only thing going to be in stores. Well, we, um, <laughs> the when we were talking yeah. about how stuff was packed, I remember the small little baby Yoda's. Like there was the one with baby Yoda wrapped in a blanket, and it comes. Yeah, and, and there were supposed to be um, two packs, and you, and you get oh, yeah. Target was selling them individually. Really? Because we, we picked one up for. Mm. We we picked one up for, for Melissa, my wife. Uh, Zoe wanted to pick a pick one up for. Um, so we got the one with Baby Yoda or the child wrapped in the blanket for her. So she had it. So that was the one Melissa really liked. Um, we got it. I was I was shocked that I was like, it's supposed to be a two pack. Why is it single? So it must have been target thing. Um, but again, was that a target exclusive? No, it doesn't. Selling it as a single? Maybe. It, nothing was ever set. I, I don't ever remember seeing. There's nothing on the box saying exclusive at target sold like mm. this. Um, but with the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Came a lot of new Mandalorian stuff as well, because uh, Ken, you were talking. Uh, y'all just picked up the the Baby Yoda plush plush pillow. Yeah, we we got it that day that everything dropped. So not only did Target take advantage of Galaxy's Edge with their launch, but they also took advantage of dropping a bunch of new Mandalorian merch as well. Because I we were looking because the Disney parks are all going paper straws. We were looking at the reusable straw set. That this Mandalorian theme. It's four straws in the cleaner that comes in a pouch. It's got the child on it. Like, yeah, yeah, perfect for the parks. Especially yeah, when especially we're at Edge. yeah, or especially branding beyond toys and yeah. going into more home related items. You know, so you can like theme out and have a Mandalorian themed bathroom, or you know, what I mean? like I think it'd be cool. One of the top back to school items that was sold at Target was the Baby Yoda labeled hand sanitizer. And I know <laughs> Melissa and Zoe found at Office Depot it was hand sanitizer that came in a Baby Yoda silicone holder. Mm-hmm. Well, so um, I mean, stuff's out there. It's just I I think. Um, going back to our conversation with Madeline or with Maddie, if or with Madeline, sorry, if there is an accessory, the pod, I think that would definitely rejuvenate because then you're going, oh, get Baby Yoda, but I could also get a pod that goes with the different plushes. But but only for I think collectors who are really true yeah. fans. I think what they should do, and I'll put my little mom hat on um, for the plush or maybe some is to, so you do that, but now think about accessories for your plush, right? So maybe, maybe, right, right. But yeah, so, but with like the Hasbro, right? So it's sort of this idea of like, um, God, I can't remember the brand. Um, uh, I don't even know if it's out yet, but like, so this idea of, okay, well, maybe you have little hats for Baby Yoda that are themed for the holidays. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like people could have it sitting in the desk, but now it's wearing a little Santa hat or now it's holding a heart for Valentine's Day. I mean, you could have some fun with it right. and people now are going to leave it out. So I think that there's, there are definitely some things they could do for collectors to really kind of make it a fun set. But then I also think there's some things they can do for the non-fans that could still make it fun for them too. Well, yeah. I, I know Build-A-Bear just introduced the, the suit bowl that has a uh, text on it and the frog to go with your baby Yoda plush. <laughs> it's 13 bucks. Well, the whole idea of accessorizing. I know seems this like it's because that's... Zoe's wanting it. <laughs> <laughs> to go with hers. I know back yeah. back in the 80s when I was actually trying to get toys and stuff a lot more, 
Uh, I remember back in the day, like action figures and stuff, you could accessorizing was huge. Even like Barbies and stuff. You, they just Cabbage Patch Barbie. Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids. Like G.I. Joe, and you could buy just packs of weapons, stuff to yep. add to your yeah. figures. It's like something oh, yeah. that it seems like something that's like falling off at the now for some reason. Well, yeah, because Cabbage Patch Kids, you could actually buy clothes. Like now you have to buy the Cabbage Patch, like yeah. several Cabbage Patch Kids if you want to change clothes idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, that was huge at the time. Well, and with Star Wars, you bought so many figures, submitted the proofs of purchase, and you could get accessory kits that way. I mean, yeah. That's how you got, you know, with Empire, how you got actually decent backpacks for your your rebel troopers and the and the rebreathers for on Leia and Chewie went so you can recreate the the Minox scene and and now you get a digital code if they have yeah. <laughs> so annoying <laughs> so it, so you get a sticker so you can use augmented reality to see what your figure would look like if you had these really cool things yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, staying in action figures for half a minute, um, have you heard anything about the uh, three and three quarters line? Are they going to go back to the better? Because seems like in the last two years or so, they've gone to really cartoony sculpts on the three and three quarters inch line for some reason. And even the packaging looks like it's straight out of one of the like Galaxy of Adventures cartoon type thing. Not even the more realistic cartoons. I mean, are we, are they going to move back? towards the um, better looking on any of that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because there's always been, like you said, cartoony ones or ones that are like really specific to the character in the movie. You know, it look, you're just like, well, I mean, they were fun, but I don't need to have that actor yeah. as my action figure. Um, but yes, I did see, um, you know, at, at Toy Fair through some, some uh, tours and things like that, that yes, they are moving to, I mean, they're, they're actually made they're beautiful you know i hate to sort of use the word but it's just like oh my god you know yeah these things are getting to be whatever like 3d printing i mean it's just getting better and better so it's nice to actually see them going back to it but also at a time where i think the technology is really going to enhance that okay because i know the black series has always been ultra detailed it looks awesome but it was like i said the three and three quarters was getting more and more and more cartoony like they were aiming that specifically for the younger kids where the yeah. bigger ones were for the older kids. And well, I think they're going to keep some of it for a while. I mean, it, I think their packaging or their, their marketing packaging is like, oh, well, we're going to keep several lines, you know, because everybody wants. But I think ultimately they're just doing it to see what hits and what people really want. Yeah. So um, and I think there's just like a few in each kind of thing. And then I wouldn't be surprised to see it take off, even whether it's a collectible or a kid really wanting the nice detailed featured ones, um, better articulation, the whole thing, and then really just dropping those off and in a what, year or two, just focus on that. Well, they, they just introduced that whole uh, mission line. I know there's an actual proper name for it, but the, where the figures are two and a half inches tall, not three, three yeah. and three quarter. And that's being geared more towards the younger kids. Well, that's basically, yeah. isn't that the modern version of like what they had as Jedi Force and they had Galaxy Force? No. Every couple of years, just no. rebrand the same thing over and over no. again? The, this this is totally, it's a whole new campaign. This, okay. This, see, the stuff you were talking about is was geared towards your, your play school level yeah. kids. Right, right, right. This is for the kids who are getting into the action figures. Uh, they're five point, the, the five point, this is where the five points of articulation are coming from. Oh, okay. Um, this would be almost the equivalent of, um, Fisher Price rescue heroes. The, uh, uh, someone else had it with the Batman. Um, imagine. Yes. Imagine X. Yes. Imagine X. 
Ah, uh, yeah, I did see these. I didn't realize what this was. Yeah, those are designed for the kids. It's to fill a gap before you hit the kids who want to play with the three and three quarter inch figures. Okay. But also, but also I'm still on the trend though. So I think there's a piece of that, but I think also still a nod to the trend of, of like these little blind bag kind of things, like the small grab, you don't know what you're getting, but you're now getting a right. better figure to lead into, you know, um, and then frankly, these are better for kids to also bring to school, you know, cause they're easy to like have a whole bunch of them. They're small, yeah. you know? So I think there's, I think there's, um, it's trendy, but I actually think there's some good play value for doing it. Just because and that's all because people don't think about when we were kids and we did take our three and three quarter inch to school all the time <laughs> and had no problems getting them in our in our stuff to take to school. Yeah, now they're cracking down. Well, you know, yeah. before COVID, cracking down on what you can bring and do and, and whatnot. But yeah. Um, before we wrap it up, what do you find um, is going to pot- potentially be the trend for for Christmas? Uh, I know. I know we're gonna. We still got one more episode this year with you, with 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 you folks, uh, in which we're gonna talk about the holiday offerings. Um, but what what's the what does the forecast look like for Star Wars for for Christmas well, before getting into the holiday books? Yeah, I mean, I'll just put a plug in and go. Wish there was more Advent calendars. <laughs> that would be like you know. I don't know why people do not create so many. It, it's it's hard to you know. You get a few, but I would love to see that as a trend, but. Maybe, maybe someone will hear this someday and go, that's a great idea. We need to do more of those. Um, hey, Lego's got four out now. Yeah, they, but, they it's guys- only, but it's only, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just the same people, right? So if you're kind of like, sometimes Funko is making some cool yeah. ones too, right? But which is great. It's nice to see them getting into the game, but it's sort of like the same players. It'd be kind of nice to sort of see like I saw some Hot, other options. I saw Hot Wheels doing one. You get eight cars, but you, so, okay, you get eight cars, but the rest of the time you're getting new bodies or yeah. chassis, which I'm like, okay, this would be cool if it was actually 24 cars, different right, cars. Right. Even if yeah. they were small little cart, go kart type looking cars. Well, the micro ones, those micro ones are coming back. Ah, but this was, you get eight cars but, with, interchangeable i know yes i know and there's a lot of yeah yeah, there's yeah there's always a lot of them with like little oh a little cardboard cutout that you can use to like pretend your car is driving by a fake tree so (laughs) just like no i'm interested in that but um uh but star wars in general um you know probably so when we're talking about sort of toy trends in general i always get stuck with the educational ones so i don't get to have some of the fun collectibles but I mean, obviously, <laughs> kind of what we just talked about for the last piece of it, I think everything related to Mandalorian show and some things, I think more baby Yodas that look better, do different things um, will probably be like a huge trend for the holidays. I think that'll probably take over more so than anything else for, for noise. Um, I just don't know how the supply is going to go. So that'll be interesting to see. Um uh, there are some other like little minis, I think also more minis, uh, we'll call it Star Wars minis, um, will also be popular stocking stuffers, people who just don't want to spend a lot of money, but you know, the five buck kind of packs to give kids some few things to play with. I think there's also going to be more of that, but, um, okay. which would be cool, but I love to see more home stuff too, you know, that we talked about earlier, um, not necessarily in the toy category per se, but I mean, just I, from a branding perspective. I will say the 
at Target, the Holocron light is very awesome. I would love to see the Sith Holocron light come out as well, because I think that would look cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, um, on, I guess on a final note, uh, we know Disneyland is not opening still anytime soon, even though there are petitions from people saying, hey, let open up the parks. But they have moved uh, the old Wonder Wonderground Gallery at Downtown Disney which is California. It's Disney Springs here in Florida. Um, has been transformed into a Galaxy's Edge trading post. And there's a lot of Galaxy Edge merch out there. So if you live out in the California area and can get to downtown Disney, check it out. Uh, if you're looking for merch, um, obviously you go online and find different smugglers as they're calling themselves basically personal shoppers where they'll go into the parks and get it um now you can also look into people um some some people out in california could help as well so that has opened up smuggling smuggling runs out in general on getting galaxy edge march so is there anything in disney springs at all that anybody uh, doing anything there or do you have to go to a park because that's all i i haven't heard anything other than with, just you know galaxy's edge since we're open uh mm. you have to get you, you have to go to galaxy's edge but i know disney springs is selling the black series figure four packs mm-hmm. um in the world of disney like yeah. uh at the at the two at one of the two uh outposts i want to say it's the galactic outpost over by once upon a toy okay. uh because the other one is becoming more of where the clothing and um that's what else was they they have more of the clothing over there they had some some of the collectible stuff um over there at the other outpost which is close to the marvel superhero store but i'll be there sunday so i will i will take pictures and do a scouting mission for the site for social or social media um so again um before we go obviously people can find you on the toyinsider.com mm-hmm. where else can people find you find your work well you know um so personally at charlenechronicles.com so i do some writing there and of course you know charlene deloche on twitter and facebook and instagram all that good stuff but awesome. yeah they don't let me out right now especially with planning holiday play right now so <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty much in uh that realm at the moment but it'll be fun on that note there's only one thing left to be said give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter Jets. I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I lost R2. You don't believe in the Force, do you?